Welcome to the Business of Buildings podcast, where passionate professionals in the building industry share knowledge and perspectives to inspire positive change in the places we live. In this episode, Ken Barr Jr. is here to share his knowledge and wisdom in Gallup's strengths assessments and how they relate to team engagement and performance. Ken is a Gallup certified strengths coach and master motivator. Let's listen in. Hey, Ken. Hello, sir. Hey, man. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah, that that was the the sound connection. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all right. Good, man. Sorry for the um, rescheduling this the last few weeks. No, it's... How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm still... uh, Good. Yeah, just trying to get refocused in, in in my plan. In my path. Right on, right on, man. You yeah. sound good. Yeah, thanks, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. Cool. So, like, obviously, with these uh, these podcasts, the whole point of Bob is to try to promote um, skills that can help improve the buildings that we live in. Sure. So, in pulling that back, obviously, there's professionals that, that can, outside of engineers and architects and suppliers and builders, that can help contribute to that. So obviously, with with you, we've you've been coaching me in my strengths over the last couple of years, which has been honestly, it's been a life changing experience for me. It's been um, I couldn't imagine getting through the year without it. So I, I see an opportunity here in in the construction industry to try to allow people to work more effectively together as teams. So obviously, you know, in the last in the last few weeks, you've worked with our team to try to yes. allow us to acknowledge our own strengths. And uh, just a bit of a brief, that's been going really well. It's It's been really eye-opening on how, but aside from, I've got one question to start with. This is kind of, and it will go somewhere. Is there a human in the world who doesn't like to be recognized, rewarded, or acknowledged? I have not met or ever heard of that human. And, <laughs> I, know. Uh, I would be uh, really surprised if that human exists. Even yeah. if they said, even in a contrary way, if they were like to say that they don't need it, I don't truly believe that they wouldn't appreciate it in some way. True, true. And from our discussions and in, in learning, each individual is recognized or acknowledged or rewarded in their own way. Like actually I talked with Evan about this on our team and um, the way he feels rewarded or fulfilled is different to another. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's important for me as the the lead or the team leader to acknowledge and understand what, if we're going to go push for a goal we worked hard for, and say I give him ten bucks. Here you go. He he may not be thrilled off that. That might be that may not be the way that he feels uh, encouraged and acknowledged. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And there's no substitute except to find out what that is because it is specific to every person. Correct. Correct. So then just another aside, and then I'll let you, I'll, I've got a couple of questions we can just, we can get in a bit more on your background. So, sure. so on that point, 
I mean, this just happened the last couple of weeks. We worked on a project, I think it was four years ago. I won't name the name of the project. It's quite a high profile job, uh, about a half an hour north of here. Um, a project that took two months to design as a design team of 12. Wow. So that team was just thrown in a room every week and we weren't given a lot of time to coordinate and communicate, learn from each, let alone know each other. I think I knew half the consultants at the design table. Mm -hmm. A lot of them I didn't know. I didn't know their personalities or their skill sets for one, how they work. Um, and then I think four years later, it was just acknowledged to be a six-star design and energy efficiency design. So you'd think, oh, you think I'd be all excited and you think as a group would be, you, you can post on LinkedIn, oh, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. But for me personally, I don't get any sense of reward or acknowledgement or fulfillment from just that alone. Okay. You know, I think about all the hard work and the effort that went through to produce the, the building. I think about all the hard work and the hard yards. I don't, to get a little note on LinkedIn doesn't really, that's not, that's not my way. That's not the way that really triggers me to, to a point of sure. Oh, thing. Sure. What is your way? Oh, that's, that's a good point. I kind of, I kind of in a joking email back to the project manager, I replied with, Oh, um, I'll let you know what type of cuisine I like kind of hinting that maybe he can get us all together for a dinner. Yeah. But yeah. then he replied back in a joking way again, saying, oh, well, what's, it's either McDonald's or Hungry Jack's, which is Burger King here. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's, not, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. He was just having but fun. Which is... Sure, sure. But it yeah. speaks to the, that woo that you have, that there's the energy that comes from being in the company of other people. So it, it actually makes a lot of sense that your instincts would be even as a joke, to suggest, ah, let's get together, let's celebrate it in a, in a communal way. Yeah, outside of the stress of the actual work, like many, many years, mm -hmm. allow us a chance to come back as humans and reconnect. And, and uh, that's, the, that's the reward. You're exactly right for me. That's, that would be my reward. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I understand that because I also would like to celebrate that way. That yeah. would be, uh, it would be an absolute win. Yeah. And how, how does an individual, well, this is a very hard to answer, but how does an individual respond if they are not rewarded in their way in a team? Well, this is the part where we all would be better served to communicate what we need in order to do our best work. And I know sometimes what we would rather is that people just understood it, but yeah. there, there are no mind readers. There really has to be this practice where people are comfortable expressing to others that this is what I need. This is mm. what I need in order to activate something. And of course, as colleagues, to be able to hear them and then support them in a way that's meaningful. Okay. Yeah. That's true. But so often what we have, Jeff, is folks just do not have a high comfort level of asking for what they want. And in other circumstances are that they have an expectation 
that other people know. Mm. Well, here's a bit of problem solving, and we've talked about this in the past. So that idea when you have an employee relationship or say you have five individuals that are all working for the same company and there's mm -hmm. a leader overseeing them and then they, they go through this process of acknowledging and reviewing their strengths and working together as a team, just like you're doing okay. with us right now with roster engineering. Right? Okay. So we I have the ability. Say, I, I like it. We have the ability <laughs> to, I mean, we're a smaller team, but it's amazing. Like with Richard, how we're seeing his strengths are more positivity and, and now as a leader, I can see how I be I'm best to respond to him in certain scenarios. Cause as in engineering, there's always things that go not wrong, but there's always issues to deal with. Sure. So the way I communicate towards him now is a little bit more um, positive, knowing that that's something that triggers him to want it to do well. That's right? excellent. Yeah. So within a team, it's easy for us to, because we're all part of this family, work together in that way. But if you, if I go back to that project I mentioned earlier, where you have a whole design team that have all been engaged, say there's 12 engineers and architects around a table, but they're all contracted as sub consultants. Uh -huh. They all work for their own companies. One individual on that table could work for a multinational engineering firm. Another, okay. another architect's working for his firm. So in that environment, just imagine you had a kickoff meeting where everyone goes around the table and they say, Oh, my name is Jeff. I'm a mechanical engineer, you know, without in, in an environment like with construction, it's not typical to say, this is what I need to thrive on this project. Personally, I need you to scratch my back. I need you to, but yeah. why, why couldn't that happen? Why wouldn't that? Well, the reality is, is that even in your field, I mean, and keep in mind there, I know like very, very, very little about the, the inner mechanisms and the vocabulary and how you structure your work. But I could tell you, I mean, people weren't talking about sustainability, lead certification, green roofs, this kind of thing, 35 years ago. So the truth of it, and it's always our reality, is that it can be. It can be if you choose to do it. But somebody has to be a leader and make the first step and make it comfortable mm. for that to be part of the, the culture. That's a brilliant point. I just had a thought there with sustainability obviously it's a catchphrase in construction and engineering and architecture not really mm -hmm. not many really know what that means in our space mm -hmm. but it relates it relates to energy so again going back to the individuals and the team i always see that when i look at a finished product of a building i don't see the building for itself i see all the relationships that have gone into creating it to manifest mm -hmm. it there's a lot yeah. of ener personal energy that is required for that to become a physical object, um, right? So when we go back to yeah. the individuals and how they're fulfilled, how they're fueled and how they thrive and how they're rewarded, mm -hmm. think about, you can have a sustainable individual on a project if they're given that. <laughs> a sustainable outcome requires a sustainable team. That's a great perspective. It's a, it's a very, really good way of looking at that. Mm. 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Everything starts with an idea, as you know. Yes. Uh, there's yeah. a part, and it, someone's got to start first. We need a critical mass to for it to have acceptance. We need influencers to mm. get other people excited about the idea. Get let them know that this is what's in it for them in order to to do this idea. But mm-hmm. the truth of it is, is we can do it. And there are some organizations and teams where that is part of the culture. They do have meetings like that. They, okay. That could be part of that could be part of the onboarding for people where they have that conversation with mm. direct reports. So here's another question. I'll, I'll bring in a parallel as an engineer. Again, we're, I won't get into the timing of when we're engaged, but that's that's part of a it's a system issue as well. I might, I, I think I've, I've got a menu. Say you go to an Italian restaurant, you have a, a menu available. There's like 20 different um, choices you can order. But on that menu, okay. there's only there's only two available yeah. on that day. The rest are not available. I can't get lasagna or I can't get spaghetti. Sorry, there's only pizza or or garlic bread. That's it. Uh huh. So on every project that comes up, I'm I find there's limited options on what I can offer. And that's okay. based on that's based on the timing of it. Um. So how do it's the developers need to understand that there's value added by bringing an, an engineer on earlier. For me, that's a challenge to try to overcome. What you don't, you don't, what you don't know, you don't know what you're missing is the point. You don't know that mm-hmm. there's another option available because there was no timing to offer it. And there was a limited okay. choice on the menu. Yeah. So that's, that's my challenge, which is aside the point, but with this, how do you go improve the benefit of that type of team engagement early on? For a well, a project team. Yeah. How do you, how do you promote that? Well, I mean, it's a Google search away. There is oh, is it okay? So many studies that talk about. I mean, you use the the word. The key word there is engaged. Yes, engaged teams, which is measurable. They ha- there's more than one measurement for employee engagement and team engagement. Highly engaged teams are more productive. There mm. are so many. I mean. Seriously, you get done with this podcast, mm-hmm. you give it a quick Google, and you will have all the quantifiable data that you will want to take a look at it. And it truly is uh, the business case for the work that I do and other consultants in my field. Awesome. Well, at the end, I, I mean, did- I'm going to leave your contact details at the end of the podcast. I'll do a closing. And if there's any links you want to share... Sure. To that, sure. I can I can get that out on our in our network. Thanks for that. I appreciate that very yeah, much. Definitely. Okay. Well, that's a. So let's. I think we've jumped around a bit, but um, and again, I'll introduce you separately and provide your contact details with a bit more of an explanation. But what to the person that doesn't, it's not aware of Gallup Strengths. Can you offer a bit of an intro? Of what the Gallup Strengths assessment is. Yeah, what what are strengths? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in happy. Our to. circle. Well, there's a there's a, a technical answer to that, and then probably a, a more broad based theoretical one. I I can give you both if you like. Yeah. I, well, 
first you asked me what the assessment is. So what? tell me what order you want it in, and I'll give you exactly what you want. <laughs> okay. Yeah, what, what, what is the assessment? The assessment is an intrapersonal development tool that helps the individual who completes it discover their greatest themes of talent. Mm-hmm. And a theme of talent is a similar grouping, a pattern of recurring thought, feeling, and behavior patterns. Ah, brilliant. These naturally recurring thought, feeling, and behavior patterns, when they're productively applied, they often lead to an individual's greatest successes. Technically, strength is the ability to provide consistent, near-perfect performance in a task or activity. So Mm. when we're talking about me, for example, I lead with high input. Input is a strategic thinking theme. And its hallmark is that people with input love to collect and archive all kinds of things. Oftentimes, information is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Strength is me being able to give information about a particular topic and do so quickly. And do Which so is what you're doing right now. Well, that's exactly what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. And I, so, yeah, it's, that's brilliant. That's it. What my top strength I think is connectedness, which is again, partly what we're doing right now, trying to connect you out in our network. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. something that comes natural to you. And that's yeah. the, the other thing about this is that everybody possesses these natural recurring thought, feeling behavior patterns. But the, the funny thing about it is, is that, Many people do it, but they're not necessarily aware of the power that they possess or mm. the uniqueness of it. And that's the power. The power is in the awareness of your, for yourself and for Absolutely. others. And for others. And that's, that's where right. the teams come together. I've got yeah. this, I wrote this down earlier. I was thinking, you, you watched that documentary with Michael Jordan that came out on, was it on ESPN there the last I few sure months? I did, the, the Last Dance. The Last Dance, that was brilliant. It brings us back to the days in Michigan when we had the bad boys and yeah, yeah, it was, but that, that, the, the point is, and if you had a starting lineup of, of five Michael Jordans, would they mm-hmm. beat the starting lineup of the original, the Chicago Bulls with one Michael Jordan? That is a fascinating question. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And I would say actually uh, that would, uh, it's so funny. I mean, this is all speculative, but since yeah. that team was so great because it had the role players, when you have a, a Dennis Rodman that's going to pull down 15 mm. rebounds a game, and you've got – I mean, it, it just like there's so many different folks who s- fit the spots that they needed. So mm-hmm. it uh, it's, that's a great question. You yeah, it makes me want to sweep the, Chica- the Chicago Bulls lineup would would definitely beat Jordan, five Jordans, five Jordans. They, there's no complimentary. You need the the, the three point shooting. You need a balance. Is the point? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't have five guns on one team and that are strong that are have, have the same strengths. You need a balance. That's the that's the benefit of a team, isn't it? I might I suppose that, basketball is slightly 
like as the sport is evolving, it's not the best analogy, but football probably is a better, you know, a better um, yeah. comparison. No, but 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 I totally understand what you're where you're, what you're talking about. Like there's yeah. a piece where a, a team needs uh, different people in different roles to do what they do best. Hmm. And sometimes and, what the team needs isn't a replication of the same person with the same skill set. You need you need strengths and themes that complement each other. Yeah, not everyone should be good at the same things, or right. you should not have to turn a weakness into a strength for each individual on that team. Yeah, go, yeah. you kind of you, you told me go with what they're good at. But like a simple, I remember you gave me an analogy about. You know, um, say you hire someone to do data entry mm -hmm. to replace that from doing because they enjoy it. They actually mm -hmm. do enjoy it. Another person doing data entry that's more interested in business development. Well, they're not going to thrive filling out a spreadsheet all day, are they? They're not going to be fully fulfilled in their role. No, sir. And then their their energy levels and their commitment to the role are going to fall. And that lack yeah. of sustainability is obvious in the wrong yes. role. And yeah, then they're going to go seeking and looking elsewhere. Right. Their, their engagement in those activities predictably will be much lower. Definitely. Yeah. One cool thing I found in this exercise with us is how each, because obviously we've been working for, what's it been two years now looking at my strengths? Mm -hmm. And if you read them offhand, you don't, to say discipline learner, you need to go through the reading from Gallup together exactly what it means in depth. Mm -hmm. um, so what I bring, connectedness. I'll just read this off this themes and cont contributions and needs list. Mm -hmm. a, big, a big picture perspective and integration of parts into holes and considerate, caring, and accepting approach, a desire to be a part of something bigger than myself, an appreciation of the mystery and wonder of life and all creation. Um, and then also on this form you've given us, it identifies what I need. Mm -hmm. So I need opportunities to build bridges between people and groups. <laughs> just, all right. Right. So that, that's just one little snapshot of, of one of my strengths of five, which I won't read them all here now. And then Richard, we have our engineer, we have Evan. I loved how you you could map all of our five strengths as a team and work out as a group, as a, as an entity, what our strengths balances are. Mm -hmm. there, there is power in that. Definitely. So yeah, that is, that is always a, a fascinating look when you collectively, okay, what mm. does he bring? What does she bring? What are my contributions? And then it allows yeah. you to be intentional to aim what you your strengths at the the directives yeah here's a thought just if you say we had an opportunity for that 12 person design engineering team to go and get everyone's strengths assessed mm -hmm. and then you pulled them all together and did a, a, a pie chart profile of that team as a collective you wouldn't to the lay person that doesn't, that's not familiar with it, they would assume all of your strengths are going to be down the path of engineering. So, you know, more analytical, uh -huh. all of those skills, you might find it swayed to one, but that's, that's actually not the case, right? 
each individual have their own personal because this this doesn't necessarily relate to the professional to the industries in your career it's, it's a personal endeavor no no yeah it, it is highly specific to the individual and as you mm. know in your experience not yes. every engineer thinks the same and not every architect approaches things in the in the same yeah. way just as much there's a common experience that all of us have had now that we're adults is you've had many teachers in your life and many of mm. them have been great but they don't all do it in the same way yeah that brings me back to something you mentioned to me before i left michigan what 2004 and it still resonates with me i still share it with people here by the way i've been doing it more and more i where you you told me you're not don't define yourself by what you do mm -hmm. you said you're not an engineer Right. You may not remember that, but that still resonates with me. I've been using that. So I've had coffees and discussions with architects who are trying to promote a different way of design and collaboration. And I tell them point blank, um, you're not an architect. And they kind of, there's a sense of fear that kind of glosses over their eyes. They're like, no, I am. I resonate with it. I, I identify myself mm -hmm. as an architect, as opposed to you have skills that you offer on a project, architectural skills, just mm -hmm. like with me, I, I have engineering skills. My engineering skills differ from everyone else. It doesn't mean I'm better or worse than, it's just my skill set's unique from the yeah, experiences they, I've had. Yeah, they, we, we can contribute many different things mm -hmm. depending on what, what the team is looking for. And it's important too, to make some differentiation too that yeah you know, what well, we're talking about these talent themes you know these this is natural this is innate to individuals and it can be applied to any area of your life mm. so if you yeah. your instincts are to bring people together to bring a holistic viewpoint you don't only do that in the world of work you mm. those are automatic thought patterns you do that and the other areas of your life too. And you do it without even necessarily thinking about it. It's, it's very automatic. It's kind of mm. like the, the, the default settings of, uh, yeah. of a computer. Like when you, when you wake up, it's like, boom, you're ready. Strategic, learner, discipline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're aware of it. Most, most right. aren't. Most are not aware uh, of, of their... Well, this, you can go to a societal level on this, and I, I won't get biblical, but you know, in that Bible, it says, know thyself, and you hear it in, in many yeah. different forms of self-help, know thyself. Yeah. What does that mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Most of us go through life, especially now with this distracted technologies everywhere, and COVID, everyone's just being pulled into different directions, but the, the key to fulfillment is knowing yourself and what you're... I had this quote the other yeah. day that resonated with me. You, you'd rather be disliked for who you are than love for who you're not. Who said um, that? Um, it's Jerry Powell. It's, he's, he runs this, rhythm, this um, retreat in Costa Rica called Rhythmia oh, that I'm yeah. hoping to go to. Yeah. That just... It's about authenticity, being true to yourself, but knowing yourself first. What what drives you? What motivates you? 
Yeah. And um, not just being pulled in different directions because you feel you have to, because that won't make you happy in the end, will it? Yeah. And yeah. then it, it also actually, the point, it actually, it won't help the other individual you're dealing with either. It actually yeah. hurts them by, by you not being authentic. It'll always be. It's kind of like dating. I mean, you could pretend that you have interest to the person that you're talking to, but eventually you won't be able to fake it forever. Yeah. If you really do, if you if you really don't like country music, you're best to just say that honestly. <laughs> instead, of, instead of pretending that you like it because it'll drive it's you gonna be harder to go back in that. Right. Yeah. You know, or you could say, oh, I don't I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And again, uh, we're talking default settings, like automatically. Uh, be more of who you are. Like that part, mm. the sooner that you embrace that the faster you can start to create a life that allows you to leverage what, what comes natural to you. Mm. So we talked about balance as well. Any strength, there's also a, there's a the yin and yang. There's always a polar opposite to that strength, right? You were, you were sharing that with me previously. What's, I don't want to call it a, what did you say? What's the wording on that? we've referred to it in a few different ways years ago yeah years ago we used to call this uh the shadow side of the shadow uh, of, a, of a theme but yeah. and it's also been referred to as balconies and basements mm -hmm. what i like to describe it as is that because these patterns are automatic mm -hmm. so they 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 happen without you even thinking about it and they tend to be the go-to choice to solve the problem to come up with a new idea to make something happen within a relationship but because mm -hmm. they're automatic there are times when they are productively applied when you come up with a sweet idea and you fix something i'm thinking you high strategic when you use uh, something that allows you to quickly soak up some information, that learner that you have. Mm -hmm. But there are other times where the natural patterns are unproductively applied. Mm. And that, of course, can lead to something that, well, messes you up. Yeah. If I, if I spend so much time inputting and looking for more information that I don't make progress on the work or I miss a deadline, that is an unproductive application of what I'm naturally doing in regard to that collecting of information. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and same not, for you. Yeah. If you come up with so many pathways and possibilities with that strategic strength of yours, that it confuses people who thought, oh, well, I thought we were going to go with this plan if you said it out loud. Or perhaps you give them too many options and then they become paralyzed. Well, which one's the best one? That's they may true. not be able to sort like you do naturally. So it that unproductive application of it is the thing that we have to be mindful of. I can see that now when I'm looking at my, my five. So the two red learner and strategic, mm -hmm. I can see I get off. I'll, I'll, um, I get overly focused on them more in, in times, but discipline sits right underneath that. <laughs> right. So Brit, I might yeah. fall back on I might fall back on that at times because I'm too yeah, focused right. on gathering too much information and too many different strategies instead of mm -hmm. pulling my discipline back up to say no, 
which right. um, I've been doing which, more of late. Yeah, which you said you the awareness is mm-hmm. what allows you to do anything about it. it which is yeah. it, the same thing in everyone's field. You know, yeah, a mechanic that becomes aware. Ah, here's the issue with the car. This is why it's making this noise. This is why yeah. it's got a misfire. Once you become aware of what it is, then you can do something about it. I and did that yes. I did this yesterday. So I, I, I want to get back to doing podcast, to doing YouTube, and I'm trying to uh-huh. frame and work out exactly the theme and how I go about it with a uh-huh. bit more structure. Because previously I would just start recording and talking. Okay. So I went. I was looking at this 4K gimbal style recording camera. I did okay. a little research. I pulled into Harvey Norman and I go talk to the salesman. He gives me a bunch of information, which is my yep. learner, right? Absolutely. And then my old instincts, if it was last year, I would have just bought it on the spot. And I said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to formulate the plan first. I'm going to have an idea of exactly what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set the budget and then work towards it. I'm not going to just, I'd rather have the idea of how I'm going to do it first before I go buying this camera. Because then what would happen is I buy the camera and I'll feel like, oh, shit, well, I better start recording, right? <laughs> right Without a right. plan. So, some, uh, some maturity in your approach there, sir. Some financial maturity. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just, it was 600 bucks. I wasn't just going to, well I almost, done. I was well I was done. close to just buying it. Yeah. Well done. Well done. But then there's, there's extra pressure. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad I passed on it for now. Yeah. Tell me, and I want to honor the, the structure for what you normally have for the, the Bob podcast. Is this normally a 30-minute thing? How do we? Yeah, we're, it's, about, it's a 30-minute thing. We're, we're, about, we're about there. So that's been fantastic. I just wanted to offer this as an opportunity to introduce strengths, introduce you. And obviously mm-hmm. with the podcast, this is going to go in the library. It's, as we get a following, it'll take time. I'll sure. promote, we're going to promote this on our social media, on our blogs. It's, it's early stages. Yeah. And obviously, even with, even with the podcast format, I'll be looking at my strengths to improve exactly how we go about it. So well, whatever, whatever I can do to help. If you, you want to do a, another session, an iteration of it, if you listen to it and you say, hey, this isn't so clear, you just let me know and, and I'm happy to, to make the time and I appreciate you doing what you love to do, the connecting. Yep, yep. And I appreciate you too, Ken, because over the last few years, you've really, this has helped me dramatically in my life. And I, obviously knowing that, I want to be able to give that to others or at least give them an opportunity to see it. Mm-hmm. Not, not force it on anyone, but let them have a look at it and gather if it resonates. If it resonates, then there's an avenue and an opportunity for them to explore it. And especially nowadays with, you've got Zoom, you have Skype, you we do consulting all the time and it, i don't have to be in michigan right so though you your skills are, are available anywhere in the world yeah and i so, am happy to help and i've thoroughly enjoyed working with you and your team and so anything that that i can do to help the groups that you're working with over there i'm i'm absolutely happy to do it Sounds so good. of course it's it's always funny though because you guys you're having a cup of coffee the sun's shining yeah. only did the zooms like right now it's totally dark here 
Oh, I know. Out. Yeah. But yeah, you again, stayed up late, stayed up late for this. It's 1030 at well, night there in Michigan. No, I, and I normally stay up till midnight and I can tell you, I do some of my best work late at night. So you just, uh, <laughs> right. you just let me know. Yeah. Well, we'll just see what happens. We just put the ideas out there. And again, I'm, I'm in a learning phase right now with, with this on, with the strengths personally, I, I'm, I'm aware of them. I'm, I'm continuing to work on them, but I think there's a great opportunity with team engagement. So that's my self-assurance kicking in. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken. Well, thanks a lot for your time. That was brilliant. Oh, again, send those links to the um, the articles on the KPIs or the benefits of, of using strengths as teams, and I'll put that on our blog. Yeah, and I then can, I'll, uh, uh, whatever contact okay. information you want to share, just send to me a messenger, and I'll, like, obviously, I don't know if you want your phone number or just your LinkedIn and no, However fine. you want to be contacted, just I'll put it on the blog as well. Okay, excellent. I can send that to you all in an email, right? Yep, that's it. Okay, that sounds good. Sounds, sounds great, man. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you, sir. All right, we'll be in touch. Take care. Sounds good. Thank you. See you, man. Yeah, bye. Thanks for listening to the Business of Buildings podcast. Thanks to Ken for sharing his uh, great insight into the topics of strengths and teams. We look forward to sharing more perspectives and knowledge in future episodes. Stay tuned.